Welcome to Dungeons and Chickens, the podcast where chickens fight back. Halloween edition. Woohoo! Spoopy edition! And in order to get the spirit of Halloween, I've actually put on a costume. I'm Luke Skywalker from Star Wars Episode Four, and I have my own lightsaber. May the force oh be God. with you. Question and is, and to prove that I'm not wearing a bathrobe and that I'm actually wearing a, a costume, it's right there. Look, look right there. Yeah, there's. I'm actually. I'm not lying. I swear. But anyway, for for this Halloween special, um, Dungeons and Chickens will be taking place in the same world as our. Um, like as our characters are currently in right now, um, they will have all the same experience and values, and we're actually going to pick up the exact same spot we left off last time. So, with that being said, I say th- I think we should get into it. Let's do this. Alrighty. So, last time, you guys were in Aspecia, and you guys needed you guys needed a ship. So, after hitching some ride on the right on the far east side of Aspecia, my lightsaber falling over. After, uh, after taking the uh, boat from Aspecia to Valyrian, you guys managed to make it within a decent time frame. Um, and so you guys arrived in the top port and then made your way down to the bottom of Valyrian to Woodway Manor in order to track down Beatrix, Delilah's um, estranged sister, which has gone which has gone missing at least for the past, for the past few months at least and, and hasn't heard back from her at all. And so your party has decided to go and pursue her and heard that she has been she has been taken in by Argonon Woodway. This is a man known throughout um, Ufaros as a man with quite amount of power and money, and he represents everything in this world that, it, like, basically is anything of worth. He represents, and so our, he owns most of the trade in Valyrian. And our heroes decided to go investigate Woodway Manor, and were in fact actually accepted into Woodway Manor by Argonon Woodway. And saw that he, they were brought into some sort of open room with some tables and a throne. Were brought in, and they were um, Beatrix was brought out in, in a beautiful silk dress with the details of um, Argonon's own house. And once he was done, once he did that, Beatrix ma- manages to sit right next to him and greets you guys, greets you guys very nonchalantly. So that is where we'll pick up today. And so Argonon. He sits at his chair, kind of tapping his tapping his finger on the armrest of the chair he's sitting in. Very, uh, a sort of dark wood um, chair with a red kind of pattern. He he starts ge- he gestures with his left hand and, and lifts it from the armrest and says, "Beatrix, you know what to do." Beatrix at that point stands up at Argonon's command and walks over and centers herself five feet away from the three of you and outstretches her hand. From, from the center of her hand, you can see a dark pulsing energy illuminate before launching itself at the three of you and um, engulfing you in this void of pure darkness for a few seconds. Do I get a chance to go, Beatrix? You do. You managed you manage to say that as she casts a spell, and, and you, you were engulfed in this void, basically, of pure darkness for a few seconds. When this subsides, the room goes deathly quiet as everything kind of seems the exact same. Um, and, and everybody's kind of staring at you. The other Argonon and Beatrix are both staring at you, all of you. And suddenly the room goes deathly quiet, and the building around you begins to crumble. the The building on the, on all sides of you starts to like kind of like start to like fall all, all over the place. Like rubble's falling over the place, marble's kind of dislatching itself. And the floor that you guys are standing on actually kind of collapses in on itself, and you guys death fall. With, and you notice that the other two didn't fall into this hole; only you guys did. And so, 
the you guys begin to plummet into this void that you didn't know existed until two seconds ago. As you start falling, it's five seconds, 10 seconds, 15 seconds, 30 seconds of pure falling in this empty void, wondering if you'll, if you'll be falling for all of infinity. As the thought just comes to your mind, all three of you land in a pile of leaves in what looks like a dense yet cool forest with a, white, with a white layer of fog hovering above the floor. Oh, yes. As you look around, dark green trees with thick trunks surround you on your left and right, only the natural path moving you forward and nowhere else. So, at this point, what would you guys like to do? Okay, so, not role-playing. I'm very excited. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very, very excited. The moment you mentioned the dark forest, I was like, oh, fuck yeah, let's fucking go. <laughs> <laughs> Here um, we go. Well, uh, Delilah probably... Um, uh, so we fell, we fell into a pile of leaves, did you say? Yep, so all of you, you kind of fall on the leaves and everything you're kind of holding kind of like lodges, dislodges itself. So your, your staff kind of like fell out of your hand and yeah. like and it's kind of like just rolled across the leaves a bit um, and landed in the, somewhat in the path. Is Saul with me? Has he come down with me? Yeah. Or is he just kind of flustering was, around and squawking oh no, like, what he, the fuck? He was, on your, he was on your hat and so he was engulfed in the magic when it hits you. So he's also there with you and he's kind of, he's very confused. He seems to be kind of, He's quiet, but I don't know. He looks unnerved a bit. Uh, yeah, definitely. Considering uh, his original owner just cast him away. Um, so, oh. uh, well, as uh, as Delilah, then uh, I hurry to my feet, scramble to my feet, and uh, and try and get a try and get a good idea of where we are and where the hell my sister has disappeared off to. And I, I yell her name, Beatrix, again. Uh, and I'm assuming that my uh, my voice will probably echo yeah. uh, throughout the forest, and it's very spoopy and very eerie. Yeah, uh, so the, vo yes. the voice, the, the scream or yell kind of echoes throughout the forest, and it's very loud. Everybody can hear it, but it doesn't seem like you're worried about alarming everybody in the area. You're more interested in finding your sister than anything. Absolutely. But it is met with nothing but silence. Yeah. Um, Sorry, my life. So at this point, uh, Lyris kind of stands up, Brushes himself off. Oh, what? What's? What sort of magic is this? Delilah, is do you do you know of this? Have you? And just kind of like just stumbles for words, just in awe. I've never, you know, Lyris is, uh, you know, Lyris knows magic, but has never seen anything of, of this sort of nature. Um, can I can I make an Arcana check or something? To yes, see if I recognize the spell. You can make an arcana check as well. Mm -hmm. Okay, one sec. Let me get it up. Uh, wow. Okay, upsetting. I rolled a seven, which means my natural roll was a two. You have never seen your sister even attempt to pull off something like this, and she you didn't. You barely even knew she was, she had magical ability. So this is a surprise. This is like a total one eighty from what you've known for her. So she's picked up a few skills apparently. Can I roll? Yeah, it, by all means, go ahead. Um, actually, something, <laughs> something's uh, 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 something hinky's going on here. Why is it gone? <laughs> oh, what yours? My oh, there. It, never mind. It's here. Never mind. Just me being silly. <laughs> <laughs> did I? Did I do it? Oh. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah. Thirteen. Yeah, 13. Okay. So you're a bit more familiar 
um, because you've been around and you kind of seen more things than Delilah at this point, you're kind of you're thinking about what this could mean and what this like what just happened, and you've never really seen magic this strong before, and so you can imply that the fact that this magic isn't really something that you've known or or something you you know could be learned, you think that this she's sort of channeling some sort of energy of some sort, some magical ability, some sort of magical ability. Or something is doing something through her. Um, so I kind of like I'm I'm kind of looking at my arms and looking at my hands a little bit and kind of uh, kind of feeling my armor a little bit. And I I turn to uh, I turn to uh, Alora, and I I uh, I hand her I hand her one of the um, Legion's daggers that I have on my hand and then hold hold out my finger. Prick me, do it. Prick. Well, with pleasure. As I give you the knife, I say, I say, look, this, I, I, I know, I know of, of sleep spells. They're, they're very, very common magic. I, I can't explain a shared dream, but surely, surely this has to be asleep. Try and wake me. I mean, the easy Swiss, way would have been Swiss just throat. pinch your skin or something. That's too light. Dagger and just <laughs> decapitates him. Oh, <laughs> God. Throat. It's Stab like him right in the heart. <laughs> Stab me, okay. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, okay. Alora um, kind of looks a little bit like, hmm, and then kind of makes sense of it, and she pricks uh, Lyris's finger. Starts bleeding a bit. She eats the blood. <laughs> oh, 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 wow. She slurps that shit up. Her color returns to her skin. <laughs> Oi. Um, so I have Laura gone wild. So noticing that obviously it hasn't done anything, I uh, I kind of place my hand out as if to kind of say, "Hey, dagger back, please." Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, and then uh, kind of kind of turn, kind of looking down this path, um, and talk kind of to both of them. This must be some kind of test if it was a trap it would have been we'd already be dead by now is it do you think your uh you do you think your sister might have done this to save us is this a is this a way out uh delilah is um very confused <laughs> uh she looks at him uh with a very um she is almost a little bit unhinged at this point uh her sister has obviously done something that was not very expected. Uh, she's taking orders from someone, which is very much unlike her as well. Um, so everything that Delilah knows is kind of being thrown up into the air. And she's, yeah, she's she's not really in a state to really have meaningful conversation, I suppose. she's She'll probably need to be calmed down a little bit, actually. Mm. Okay, well, Allura turns to... Lyris and she's gonna say, um, you know, I've uh, I've seen magic like this before. Um, I haven't seen. No wait, I've seen a lot of magic. I haven't seen magic <laughs> as great as this. There we go. I'm a brain like. <laughs> I, I don't I don't haven't seen not magic I don't like this before. Seen not magic like this. I am magic. <laughs> That's what <she> says. <laughs> okay. Oh, does she really? Wow. Mm. <laughs> Well, look, we can't stand here. Let's just follow the path. 
for all we know, this is her helping us. Hmm. I don't really trust it, but let's go. <laughs> let's go, boys. Can you let's just go. out of character? Can you imagine the look of Drybones' face if he's just he's created this lovely Halloween episode, and the first thing we do is turn away and go one eighty from the clear, obvious way forward? <laughs> yeah, he's like, I don't trust that shit. Oh let's no, go. behind behind you, there's a solid tree line. It's only a path forward. You guys are like okay. you guys are like on the set. <laughs> Like a sort full circle, you have to go forward. We chop down all the trees. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's up to, that's up to you. That's up no, to you. Uh, <laughs> I, it's like the shivering isles in oblivion. You can only go one way. Uh, um, with, with that, Lyris will actually kind of start walking, taking the lead, um, kind of looking at Delilah and um, kind of giving her a bit of a, a kind of a nod and a smile as if to be like, you know, it's going to be okay. Stay, by, stay with me, kind of that sort of look. Head pat. He little head pat, yeah. Oh, oh, I still have my teddy bear, right? Yeah. All your, all, all your all items, right. all your items she, are with you. Let's ask she it the way out. She's clinging to that shit. She <laughs> is holding onto it for dear life. Like she's squeezing it so hard, uh, the head might just pop off. I'm gonna just say, what if we, what if we ask it for a way out? And because if there's no way out, imagine his arm just going like, whoa, everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> just going oh. everywhere, like. Oh. No. The bear's just like, shrug. <laughs> I don't know, this one's on you, man. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I, I, start, I start walking forward. Are you two following me? Uh, yes. Alright. Um, so, you guys begin walking a little bit, and you guys notice that the fog is very low to the ground, and every step you take, you kind of part the fog a little bit, just where you stand, and then it kind of immediately fills back up. And so it's kind of, it's very eerie, I, I would suppose. And so I'm going to need everybody at this point to roll a perception check. Six for me. Oh, yeah, I'm blind. Are you kidding me? Oh, I got a nine, but my advantage would have been 23. <laughs> I got a 10. <laughs> okay. I did not do well. So I would say all of you at this point start to see kind of eyes that like, that like open up at the, and like at the edge of your vision. And like they're like they're deep yellow eyes and they're kind of feral looking and it, whenever you turn your head they they um you, they go away and this happens multiple times as you're walking through the forest on each side that's a certifiable bruh moment <laughs> so, so okay uh, if you want to say something go ahead i was, I was just gonna continue as laris i was literally just gonna say uh, i was gonna keep my head straight um and kind of talk but like you know how sometimes you do it where you talk, but don't move your mouth as much, so it's not obvious that you're talking? I'm just going to go, Yeah. I'm not sure if you guys can see this, but they can see us. You'd be a terrible ventriloquist. Keep, um. <laughs> keep, just keep walking, but be ready. Uh, Delilah is holding on to... Uh, you, got, you got a cape on, Lyris? I um, do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I do. You can it's have my clip. No, Alora I don't have a cape. Alora does have a nice cape. It's all okay, well, pretty well, I'm, I'm well, holding yeah. on to Alora's cape then. Um, well, I guess, yeah. Like with a, a tight, tight Take fist. That like, virus. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you would have to, yeah, you'd have to do some considerable damage to me to make me let go at this point. I am scared. <laughs> so you have a teddy bear and you're clinging to an, uh, another. I'm cl clinging to the closest cloak. adult. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like mom and dad going with their kid for a walk or I something. She has like a teddy bear or whatever. She's like holding on. Same age as you. How old are you? Yeah, I'm like 17. She's lived a sheltered life though. You're still old 
better than me. It's okay. <laughs> it's all about the maturity. It's about the maturity. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, at this point, you guys begin to keep walking, and although you're kind of bracing yourself for what may come next, you start to see, um, well, you start to hear first. You start to hear a sort of higher-pitched laugh and a slight whimper at the same time. So, so there's a higher-pitched laugh and a, and a small, and like a sort of like mellow whimper at the same time. Oh, no. Anyways? Continuing, <laughs> continuing on for a little bit more. The forest starts to open up, and so you get to your first kind of like clearing in the middle of the forest, and this is the first thing that the path has really led you to out of everything. And so, what you see, you you see what like what looks like to you a skeleton, clothed in a black top hat with a blue ribbon wrapped slightly above the brim, a black tuxedo with a blue handkerchief in his right breast pocket, with dark green baggy pants, and have that have stitch marks in them to have indicated some sort of wear, and what other colors of fabric. Um, I said with uh, with other colors of patterns and fabric in a few other areas to patch up where they might have ripped. Sitting next to this figure is what seems to be an elven gentleman wearing what seems to be a simple peasant clothing and whimpering at the same time. These two figure, figures are sitting on two stumps with the larger stump in the middle of the two holding what seems to be a chessboard. And you can see that the skeleton is kind of like, he's, he's, kind of, he's laughing. He says, <laughs> he's, he's, start, he's starting to laugh. And the other one's like, <sighs> he's very, he's very afraid. And you, um, you begin to hear him say, come on, Gerald, you know, I have other business to attend to rather than disgrace you in another game of chess. <laughs> oh, chess, guys, easy clap, let's fucking go. <laughs> Beat him in a chess game, we leave, let's go. I love the idea of just a laughing skeleton, by the way, just going, <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, Gerald. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you and your chess skills. <laughs> Cigar. And the kid says, please, I'm begging you. And he says, it's your move, Gerald. And he says, as the elven gentleman, what seems to make a move with his, what, what you see to be a king, he kind of makes a move. And the skeleton suddenly says, checkmate. And then an elven gentleman says, yells, no, no, and he, he he gets up and he runs away from the game. And the skeletal figure points his figure at the man running towards the, the um. He's running towards you guys to escape, and the skeletal figure points his finger at the guy and turns the turns the elven gentleman into a full on chess pawn. And and he he falls silently into the damp grass with a thud, motionless and audioless. Oh fuck! Sorry about that. He was a sore loser. My name is hum Humorous Marrow. Nice oh to my meet God, you. Yes. But, but my friends call me humorous. I kind of like so Lyris is going to a little bit shakily put out his hand. <laughs> I'm Lyris. Nice to meet you, sir. And he says, Ooh, nice to meet you. And he goes, he kind of he kind of bends over, he picks up the he gets out of up the stump, he goes over, he picks up the pawn on the floor, sticks it in his jacket, and then you and then when you go and look back at the chessboard, the chessboard isn't even there anymore. And so when he outst when um, Lyris outstretches his hand, he says, "Nice to meet you." And he goes and he shakes your hand. And then you guys watch here. Um, you guys watch as um, Lyris. And I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out how to say this. Lyris explodes into a billion pieces, basically. 
and 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 so and, dead. And so you guys see as um humorous is holding basically like Lyris's arm with his detached armor, and you can see that he, like literally like Lyris splattered like all over the place. And 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 he, <laughs> just so you know, Lyris, you take four hundred damage. Oh god. Um, <laughs> and, and 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 um humorous is kind of like. <laughs> Um, and he sees you guys kind of like, well, what do you guys do? What do you guys do at oh, this point? I'm, I'm screaming. I'm, I'm screaming. Get <laughs> ready to fight this man. And so he's laughing as you guys are kind of screaming. And he says, oh, man, you guys need to take a joke. And so basically you guys see his lyrics. He kind of goes, and the lyrics basically pulls back in. And, and he goes, and he's shaking uh, humors his hands. And he shakes his hand and says, nice to meet you. Um, so as I'm shaking his hand, can I cast Divine Sense? Les. Yeah, go ahead. So as Divine Sense doesn't get used very often, I'm just going to very quickly read it out nice and quickly for the podcast. Um, so the presence of strong evil registers on my senses like a noxious odor and a pow- and powerful good rings heavenly music in your ears. As an action, you can open your awareness to detect such forces. Until the end of my next turn, I know the location of any celestial fiend or undead within 60 feet of you that's not behind total cover. I know the type of them. I know uh, any being I sense, uh, but not their identity. Um, within the same radius, I can also say any place or object that's been consecrated or desecrated. Um, but yeah, so I just want to kind of use it and just see if it's just him uh, around um, and just to actually see if he is undead or whether he is not real. So at this point, how it's been, how it's been from your perspective is basically you were out just going to stretch your hand. Like you went outstretched your hand he he gave, he met your handshake you shook hands everything went black and then for like 10 seconds and then you're back where you were and so you cast kind of divine sense and everything about you every every, every feeling you have tells you that he's neutral but he he is is he like he's something unused to what he's he's like you're not used to dealing with things such as him you can't you can't really place what he is but you can just say that you're not really used to dealing with things that are like him okay okay that makes sense but did, but did uh i thought i was gonna wake up then um yeah so nice nice to meet you um i'm lyris uh, can you tell us where we are um, so the, the humor is kind of like takes back his hand. He's, he kind of like wipes off his hand because you can see there's like blood on it, and you can see that on the girls behind you, they have like some spatters of blood on them as well. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> you, you didn't mention that. Yeah. So you know, it, like if, if, we look if, like Carrie. No, if, you know, if if, if Lyrus explodes and he and he goes into like a million pieces, I think you're getting some blood on you. Sorry, for some reason, <laughs> when you said exploded, I didn't think that you meant like body parts exploded. I thought you meant like. He just kind of, oh god, I don't know. Just kind of. No, a nuke didn't go off. His, his body just com- exploded. No, his oh, body my. just combusted. Oh, oh okay, like, cool. I don't know, exploded into like bubbles or like I don't know, fell <laughs> bubbles. No, no, we're talking. We're, we're talking about the real he biology exploded here. Exploded into the leaves. Those are the leaves that we fell into before. They're actually oh, just I, dead bodies. I didn't feel <laughs> on like exploded body parts. Oh no! Like, yeah, no, he he got he literally just combusted. Oh yikes! So, <laughs> so he, and humor is kind of and humor is notice he has nothing, no blood on him, and he kind of wipes off his hand on his pants though, and he says, "Well, the thing is, I don't even know where I am. 
I'm just kind of here. I just kind of showed up here. Uh-oh, identity crisis. It's, it's pretty fun. I get to hang out with people like you, and he kind of looks at you, and he looks at, he looks at <laughs> other girls who are still, I'm assuming, absolutely still terrified, but, I mean... I mean, I don't know guys. about Alora. I'm I very much... Him. <laughs> I am I am shell-shocked. This is out of character for Delilah, by the way, to be like this, but given that she's just seen her sister, and her sister's just kind of booted her out into an alternate dimension, apparently. Yeah, she's freaked out. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And, and one of your companions just exploded in front of you. Yeah, mm. I was ready to kill yeah, that too. man. He exploded Lyris in front of me. I was just you know, Charlie, if you're talking in terms of hit points you lost, 400 hit points, and then you gain them all back. <laughs> I presumed so. <laughs> <laughs> just making sure. I don't, want you, I don't know, you're like on like 0. 0.5 HP or something <laughs> like that. But... Yes, so he's like, so, I'm here to do my job. You want to follow me? Uh, uh, I have many questions. <laughs> I have many questions. <laughs> How did you get here? Did you fall as well? Oh, no. I can, I can meet here. And, then he, and he says, I, and, he, and he look... He look at him, and they see he's gone. Like you blink, and he's gone. And then he, he's behind Aurora and Delilah, and he's like, "I could be here." And he's sitting, and he blinks, and he's like in I the tree line. I, I could be, I could be over here. Did you just say I slap him? Yeah. <laughs> you go for the slap, but when, 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 when you go to you, yeah, when you go for a punch, he he's just gone. And he go, he appears in the forest, and he's like, "I could be over here," and he's and he, he appears right in front of you again. I could be uh, pretty in, pretty much anywhere, but you know, this seemed like a fun spot to be in. You guys are here. I've been I've been curiously watching you. Um, we've only been here like forty seconds. What the <laughs> fuck? How the hell? <laughs> I would say it's been around more fifteen minutes of just like walking, basically. But yes. Damn it. Um. um well. Okay. How do we get out? Well, you could let me do my job and you could follow me, or you could sit here and, and keep crying about what your situation is or how I maybe exploded your friend. <laughs> and what's to the be job? fair, it's, it's fair for us to cry about that. Thank you very much. It's a very traumatizing thing to witness. What are you guys actually. talking about? Oh, no. <laughs> um, exploded in front of us into a yeah, tiny village. Yeah, this, is, <laughs> this is your blood. And I kind of like look around me. Guys, you're the only sane thing around here. Don't do this to me. I think we should move on. It's getting a little too meta. And I kind of, I just, I just kind of shake, I kind of shake my head and just look back to him. Fine. Look, what's the job? You just gotta follow me. That's it. A to B. Simple. And he says, "Ooh, that's a pretty teddy bear you got there." And he, and he blinks. No, 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 no. And you and you see the teddy bears now in his hand. He says, "No, no, 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 no." Fine craftsmanship. I don't know. You had something this old. I All right, Delilah starts I... freaking out and says, <laughs> "Give me back my bear." Oh, we'll do. We'll do. I just didn't think you liked old stuff such as this. I haven't seen. I haven't seen something like this in a long, long time. And he kind of, and then you see the the bear's back in your arms. He says, "Very, very curious. I didn't ever thought I'd see something like that." She kind of gives him the, the stink eye, basically, but doesn't say anything else. She's like, nah. She doesn't make that sound, but that's kind of like the aura she's giving off. Nah. <laughs> 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 uh, so, I have one question for you. 
Why is it why is it always very loud in a graveyard? Um give me a second. I can get this. You hear in the background. You hear you're you hear in the background like a doom 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 doo doo doo. Oh fuck. Doom. Doom, 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 doom. Dude, you don't know where the music's coming from. You just, you, just, you, just, you, assume, you, assume, you assume he's behind it, but you, just, you can't put it down for sure. Wait. He's like, ding, 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 time's up because of all the coffin. Oh. <laughs> and, he, and so he, and so he's, and, he, and you hear like a laugh track in the back, background. <laughs> like it's just a bunch of like group of people talking. Like, and you, you hear this laughing, like the laughing is coming, laughter is like coming out of the sky, basically. And you hear the laughter like above you, basically. And he's like, oh, and trust me, you'll have much more jokes like that. And my, my wonderful company, if you follow me. I think I'd rather die. Um, but, I do need to find Beatrix again. Now, I'm just going to say, like, because Lyris obviously has not been traumatized at all at this point. I mean, apart from the guy being turned into a pawn in front of him, um, like, obviously, I don't, <laughs> I was nothing, I didn't know about the explosion. Um, and, you know, Lyris does love his jokes. Like, Lyris bursts into laughter with uh, with the fake audience that was, was heard. Um, and kind of like, you almost see like, a little bit of a change in Lyris, as if, like, almost returning to a bit of comfortableness. All right, just lead the way. With pleasure. And he, and he kind of goes, follow me. Come on. And he starts to walk and he says, and you guys kind of stay behind. Come on, ladies. I'm talking to you too. And I kind of like look back at them and gesture like, come, come on. I very reluctantly uh, continue. And I have an even tighter grip on the bear now that I know that it can leave my hand at literally any moment. I'm like, no, 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 no. You stay away from my bear. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm holding on to, uh, holding on to Allura again. So, and you guys, are, you guys are starting to walk through the forest. I've been observing a lot about you guys. You guys have been very fun to watch. Not weird though. Like I, I don't watch the weird part. I, I'm, you know, I'm kind of a more of a peaceful observer. You know, whenever it strikes me the mood. But you guys have been very interesting. Group of friends now off to save the world. Mm -hmm. What's the deal behind that? How did you know that? Oh, I know lots of things. And he kind of he 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 goes and he kind of snaps his fingers, and you see like books start to like fall all over the floor to the left and right. If you guys not in front of you, there's like to the left and right, you just see like books start to like pile up like on your all on your sides. And he says, "Oh yeah, it, lots of uh, reading, watching, that kind of thing." He says, "Ooh, by the way, Lyrus, can I have your coin?" Uh. I take it out of my pocket and toss it towards him with a spin. He goes and he he goes and you see his arm kind of like stretch out and catch it. Dink. Is it not going to activate out. during the air? Um, that was the it plan. It does act. It it does activate. So I would say when when you like look at him and you get your like your ten seconds of basically clarity, you see that he's gray. Okay. For reference, the reason why I threw that is because I knew he was going to freaking take it anyway. And so he basically takes it, he's you're a tink, and he says, Ooh, very curious. I've, I wanted to get a closer look because I only saw it from a distance. It's a bit dusty. You need to, I think you need to clean it off a bit. Careful, oh, if you rub it, a genie might come out. <laughs> and he's, he, starts, he starts laughing. He's like, <laughs> Oh, no, but this is, 
Oh, it's fake gold too. You know, I hate fool's gold. It's not, it's not really worth your time. And he, he kind of throws it. And he, he kind of like, he chucks it at you. But like, thing is, um, you catch it, but you kind of like, you kind of like skid back a little bit. He threw it at you pretty hard. Almost as if like the coin had some weight like, to like, it. Like, 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 yeah, he threw it at you. You caught it. And then, but like your feet kind of like dragged for a little bit as if he's like pushed you back by how hard he threw it. Damn. I kind of just like, uh, you know, a bit in all like, just put it back in my pocket. <sighs> and just keep walking. He goes, and you guys start walking for another like 15 minutes. You guys get some awful puns, just like really bad puns. Laris laughs at every single one. Yeah. And so he kind of like leads you guys to another forest clearing. And so you guys look inside and he says, but yeah, that's where I've, that's what I've been doing here. I've been playing chess. I don't get really enough opponents around here. And he kind of looks around. He says, all the, all the other teammates are kind of feral. Feral. Anyway. Oh yeah. You you, you think those eyes are just coincidence? I uh, was wondering what those were. Are they, uh, Anything to, uh, and I kind of do this as I kind of look around, worry about? Oh, no, they're just dogs. You know about dogs. Don't know any better. But what I can say is that you've arrived at your destination. And he, 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 he like, gestures towards, like, a, a cave opening. Death. <laughs> Death. <laughs> you've arrived he at your destination. Death. <laughs> He gestures towards you guys, and he goes, and he, you guys see him. He walks over and goes, like, and sits on a rock next to the cave entrance. Well, I've done my job here. I brought you to where you needed to go. I believe this is where you're supposed to go. And he kind of, like, gestures towards the cave entrance. So you said that if we followed you, you'd get us out. Is this the way out? He thinks for a moment. Yes. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of turn to the other two and just kind of shrug and be like, "I, I guess this is the only way we've seen." I mean, there is. I mean, you don't have to go in there. You could all, you could always just, you could always just sit with here, sit with me, and he kind of like pulls some stumps out of the ground and puts them back on. The, you could always play chess with me. No, 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 no. I'll take the cave. I'll take the cave. I want to play chess with him. <laughs> Delilah has never played chess, so she's just going to watch if this happens. Delilah, no, Alora, and actually Bunny has never played chess before in her life. <laughs> Let's do a chess match. <laughs> all right, let me run right, through the rules so, super quick. <laughs> all right, all right. So you're gonna you're gonna run chess, right? But I'm just gonna make it easy so we don't actually play an actual game of chess while we're playing D and D because it's pretty it's pretty meta. But um. We can't just do so. Basically, we'll just roll a flat d twenty. Whoever whoever rolls higher wins. So as wait 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 wait. So as I kind of see uh, Alora kind of jumping up and down a little bit, a little bit excited, eyes widened of the, of the excited to play chess. I kind of like put my arm in front of her for a second, be like, I I, I feel like you're a uh, a man that enjoys a bit of a bet. I got a proposal. Ooh yes. I love more chess pieces. You, uh, if you, uh, lose, you give us the straight, honest answer of where we are and the way out. 
Well, that's assuming I haven't been telling you the truth this entire time. In which case, you've got nothing to lose. Fair enough. And he says, he, he, you see him kind of like pull up his chest. He pulls the entire chest um, board out of his coat and he put he out of his tux basically, and he puts it. He kind of like pulls like out of like the like the neck collar area, and he puts it on the table, and all the all all the pieces are already set up. But if I win, you get to be my pretty pawn. Oh, oh my God. Um, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's so, go, boys. Would you would you rather get knowledge or death, or death. what you assume to, or what you assume to be death? But um, give me a second. Give me a second. Uh. So, would you? Are you willing to take the bet? I am. I have nothing to lose, like you said. I mean, am I gonna be the one that's gonna turn into a pawn because I'm playing chess with you, <laughs> or does Charlie? I mean, it does. Oh matter. no, I can make it fair. I can turn you all into chess pieces. Uh, no, just one of us is fine. <laughs> You're probably not me. What about the bird? Any kind of... <laughs> no, 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 no. no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I point. Yeah, I point at Laris, and I'm like, "Don't you dare look at Saul." And, and he looks at and he looks at the bird. And he says, "Ooh." I'm pretty, I'm then, like, That's a I pretty bird. I then skeleton and go, don't you dare look at my bird. <laughs> and you see, he, he says, he says, what are you talking about? It's a horse. Okay, what about this? I... As he, as he, oh. says, as he says, as he says, it's a, it's a horse, you look at his hand and you, you, see, you see there's a horse piece, uh, chest piece in, in, his, in his hand. <laughs> Is Saul still on my hat? No. <laughs> He's not there. Ooh, I'm gonna freak <laughs> the fuck out, okay? <laughs> he says, what? We was afraid of losing a horse. Hey, hey. Um, can I <laughs> go up and um, grab the skeleton by his bony fucking spinal throat, please, <laughs> and say through gritted teeth, give my bird back. Yeah, so you, you walk up to him, he says, whoa, whoa, no need to be so hasty. And he, and he says, he walk over to him and you kind of grab him by his tux and he, he stands there. He's like, and you can see he kind of like a wimp. And when you grab him, like, it's literally just like a skeleton in the thing. So you can like literally just pull him and like, there's not much, much to like give or whatever. And he says, well, no, to be so hasty, hasty. Come on. I think we all, just all we're doing is playing, a, all we're doing is playing a game. Come on. And he says, and he, he, kind of, he goes and he tosses the, um, the horse chess piece across the field and you can see the bird. Turns back into existence, and you can see Saul kind of like starts crowing like mad after he turns back into a crow. <laughs> so uh, Delilah is seething and says, "I am this fucking close to boiling your rib cage." Oh, trust me, my dear. I wouldn't look more forward to it. Oh, oh. well, that's a bit kinky. <laughs> <laughs> so whilst this is all happening, you can kind of see Larius uh, kind of sitting and thinking. Um, I kind of, he turns back to, uh, the skeleton and says, if we win, you tell us where we are and the way out. If you win, you don't need any more pawns. You've shown you've got enough of them already. That's no use to you. You seem like a, uh, a man of good taste. You seem like a man who knows the value of, uh, of items you find. And then I pull out uh, one of my legion daggers of uh, uh, steel fist uh, steel. You'd know where this came from? Ooh, of course, the steel fist legion. But a bunch of uh, crusty old men run that. Crusty agreed. Know how to make a dagger? Also agreed. 
and he goes and he you see he like points towards the ground and you see like a bunch of steel fist armor sets kind of like fall on the ground he says i've 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 lost a, they've lost a lot of chess messages to me i'd love to get another set then it's a deal all righty <laughs> and he and he goes and he says so who's going to want to sit on the stump and play with me i'm very interested to know <laughs> and he says take a seat and he gestures towards you and he, and you can see that um he says one second gotta make the seat all nice and you see as the seat which which was just a stump before kind of grows out and the has like tree limbs that makes that forms like a backing to the chair and there's it makes like two armrests and the, the um what you sit on has become weaves Aww. he says there we go a seat built from a lady thank you <laughs> tim's hat milady Wow, you're such a simp. <laughs> <laughs> well, nice skeletons finish last. <laughs> shall we begin? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so this is going to be a straight roll. Okay. All right. <laughs> oh, no. A oh. nine. Here we go. <laughs> that is a 12. Wait, wait, I'll do it. I'll do it next. Best of three. There's three of there's okay, look, there's three of us, best of three. <laughs> you can have all the persuasion oh, check. He's like, oh man, what a shame. And he goes and he he kind of like points at Lyris and you see that all of his armor kind of falls off and it's just it's just a pawn like in in, in like steel fist Legion armor. He says, Man, doesn't feel satisfying. I don't know. Once you've had once you've had one set of armor, you've had a thousand. I wasn't giving you all of my armor. No, wait, he turned you into a pawn, didn't he? Yeah, you turned into a pawn. Oh, fuck. Hang on. Shit. That wasn't the deal. I'm gonna fucking die in here. Yeah, sure, you see what I meant when I, when I like, kind of, like, was, like, this is a twisted reality. I mean, I can't talk, can I? And I was like, well... And we have four seconds. Mm -hmm. I could always use another hat. And he kind of points towards Delilah. Uh, Delilah is very attached to her hat. <laughs> um, <laughs> but looking at the little piece uh, for Lyris, now just kind of sitting there, um, she feels she feels some some guilt, <laughs> and she feels a a pang of regret. Uh, and she's very sad to see her. She would never say this out loud. Friend, uh, gone. So. Um, yeah, uh, she says, all right, you, you can have my hat if you win. But if I win, you give me back Lyris. Oh, how heartwarming. And he says, <laughs> uh, it. Won't, won't be necessary. And he, he, said, he kind of points towards Lyris. And Lyris, you, you come back fully formed in your, in your armor. He says, but, and you see Lyris is like completely normal. I must make one exception. He did lose a bet. And he kind of points towards your head, and your head becomes a chess pawn, and with the and has your face on it. He says, sorry, buddy. How are the game's played? And I'm guessing, um, I like, you know, it's not like I've got a mirror in front of me. I just, I just go... <laughs> it's just like you're deaf. You're, you're just deaf. What? I've got no ears. Can you speak, though? No, no, he's just, you're, no yeah, you know, I, I just imagine it's like, it's like magical. So it's like, I'm just imagining, like, if you were just like deaf, you're like, huh? Uh, that was just me being a DM and messing. <laughs> but no, your head is your head literally is a chess pawn. You can hear and you can talk and everything. But I mean, just, I haven't got a mirror in front of me, so it's not like I know that. But I, I 
And I'm guessing I didn't realize when I was a chess piece, I'm guessing I blacked out again. Yep. I kind of come back and go, did, did I explode again? Um, I honestly uh, don't know if this is better or worse, to be honest. Okay, well, whatever happened, it's it's done, because I'm back anyway. Um, did we win? No. Okay, and then I, I, to, to honor the original deal, I take out one of the Iron Legion daggers and hand, and hand it over. A deal's a deal. Let us just be on our way. Oh, no. I, cu I couldn't take such a, a wonderful gift. You've already given me such a wonderful gift. The gift of entertainment. And trust me, when a place is, when the place is drab is like this, you want some entertainment. And so I will tell you, though, and he says he pulls up a mirror, and a mirror uh, um, appears in front of you. You do look dashing. <laughs> So I kind of just like absolutely, um, yeah, I, d I just kind of recoil and then start like holding my head with between my hands, uh, kind of like feeling in the material. But... <sighs> Clever trick. Well, yes. So uh, would you like to play another game of chess? Honestly, I, I thought the game of chess would be secondary for you people since you're trying to escape. But I guess playing games with a skeleton named Humorous <laughs> is, is one of your priorities instead. But I can, I can tell you that the cave entrance is right there, and that is the reason you are here. And I can tell you, um, Mr. Morgeshield, that you should enter the cave for your answers, or so answers that you so desperately want. I mean, can we get his head back, please? I don't want to be talking to a wooden head of no feature. Well, he, he has eyes and a mouth, and he kind of like points, and he's, you have eyes and mouth now. He says, hey, "There you. That's all you need, really. You could talk about. You could talk before, but now you can like actually so, talk. Like, well, it's you can like. It's what, it looks like so, um, due to something he said, like, like for, uh, dur during that uh, kind of last little um speech, Lyrius kind of his face dropped, almost like gone from. You know, Lyrius was actually relatively enjoying the the humor and the lightness of of the of of the situation, even though it was quite dark, uh, grim. But uh, Lyrius's face kind of goes completely." Like, uh, serious. Change me back. We'll be on our way. Oh, if you when you once you finish the cave or whatever, you see what's in there. For, I'll, I'll do it with. I'll do it without even asking me to. I I I asked this time. I kind of uh, put one hand on my sword. Uh, I I'll happily roll an intimidation check if you want. Change what? change me back. We'll be on our way. Just for, I, I do want you to roll an intimidation check for fun. Please be in that one. 17. 17. Well, fuck. Oh, well, don't he be so grim. And he says, fine. And he, he, he turns your, um, he turns your head back to normal and he turns to I was hat into a chess pawn. There yeah, we go. Back to normal. <laughs> do, do I notice the change in weight? Now that I have like, what uh, seems your like head a just goes, wooden oh, hat on my head? It's less, it's less, it's less flexible. <laughs> Is it is it like fused to my head, or is it just kind of sitting nope. on the top? It's sitting on the top. Okay, uh, I'm gonna say now that Saul starts kind of pecking at it, a little bit like oh, yeah. a woodpecker almost. For sure. Uh, and he does not like it. Alrighty. Well, with that sorted out, would you like to go into the cave now? Yeah. Promise, no nope. takesies backsies. <laughs> Delilah is uh, seizing, but it's probably the the better alternative to having Lyris's head as a wooden chess piece, so she crosses her arms sulkily 
uh, around the bear, of course. She's still holding it. Uh, and she pointedly looks away with a, a sniff, like, fuck you, kind of thing. And with that, turn and walk in, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys walk in, and with <laughs> Delilah's head still is like, Delilah's like, hat is still upon you guys walk into the cave i have um, a weak neck my head is <laughs> do i we just you you, you do bonk you the, the thing on the bit of on the, like a, the top of the Damn cave bonk. <laughs> bonk um but you guys do walk in and he says by the way and he kind of like yells into the cave as you guys are like entering the mouth of the cave i'm sorry awara i did think it was a bit over the top and he kind of as, as he does it, you see a stone kind of slides in front of the entrance closing it And so, um, right now, you guys looking into like the cave currently, Leers, you can't see, or uh, Delilah, you can't see, or you can see, um, but there's a like the fog cover force still follows you into the mouth of the cave, and something about like the void in front of you that that kind of looking at the cave, something kind of draws you in yet scares you at the same time. So, it's something that's like the cave beckons for your your attention and wants you to continue but you know as like a person that's kind of weary of danger at this point you're kind of like i don't know man it's kind of sus (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah so at this point um lyris though you can't see after he covered this this the cave entrance you could you can't really see allure you can see but you i think you at this point you can assume that they can't because they're like yeah I mean, yeah, should I cast Firebolt so you guys can see? <laughs> that would be appreciated. Please. Okay, yeah, well, uh, yeah, just to start and sit it. <laughs> so, yeah, so, so you're uh, so in your hand, and he's kind of in your hand, Firebolt kind of, like, it's fire. I'm just, I'll, I mean, for this campaign, I'm usually kind of flexible in light sources because it's an annoying thing to deal with. So around you, you can see um, Lyris, uh, Laura, you're in the middle. Lyris, you're on the right, and Delilah, you're on the left. Lyris, you do notice. Everybody does notice um, Delilah's hat, Fuck. and it is it is pretty funny. <laughs> no, it's not funny. No. <laughs> I kind of like I go to chuckle, but hold it back because like I'm a little bit. No, I'm still in serious mode, Lyris. Um, but I still have, <laughs> I still allow a little bit of. <laughs> yeah, Delilah glares so. at him. <laughs> So I assume you. Got, what are you guys going to do at this point? Are you going to keep walking? Um, I'm going to kind of turn around and kind of put my hand on the the stone behind us, just kind of getting a feel to see whether it's like movable or whether we are basically trapped in. It's heavy. <laughs> you, you, yeah. Even if you tried, even if you tried, you couldn't. It's like a giant stone slab that's been moved in front of it. As I kind of turn around, I, I kind of say, "Well, I guess the only way is forward." Um. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what else I can do at this point. <laughs> All right. So you guys continue walking forward. Um, and to, you guys walk for about five minutes or so, discussing the fact that um, what the hell was that, first off? <laughs> um, second of all, you guys continue walking, and then you guys see that the cave starts to open up a little bit. Now, at this point, the fog on the floor is completely gone. And you guys see what see, what seems to be a single glowing orb in the middle of a basically a giant cavern. There, from this orb, 
there's a faint blue light that kind of encapsulates it, and the orb itself is blue, and it pulses with this sort of color. And when you guys kind of like look towards each other and see what, like when you guys kind of like look at each other and say, what the hell is going on? Like, what is that thing? Just confirm you're seeing what you're all seeing. None of you are there. So for Lyris, Aurora and Delilah, they're not next to you. For Aurora, Delilah and Lyris are not next to you. And so on. Oh no. You are the only one in the room besides the orb, and your other companions are not there. And that goes for all of you. This is the worst possible situation for Delilah to be in right now. <laughs> oh, Delilah, you notice that the um, what seems what seems to be a heaven a heavy wooden piece becomes now a fabric hat once more. Oh, thank God. Uh, is Sol still with me, or is he not no, there for he, me either? He's still with you, but okay. he's he's the only thing that is with you, besides the orb, of course. Okay. So now that once now that each of you guys realize that you are alone in this room, the orb in this room begins to go brighter. Prompting you to kind of avert your eyes, like it is—it's like a flashbang. Like you have to like kind of cover your eyes, and like it's like a bright light then shine. It's like waking up from bed, but then you have like a spotlight showing in your face. So you're like, it's very—you have to like avert your eyes, basically, for any for each of you. And when you look at when each of you look at this orb, it's taken form. Now, for this form, for Lyris, this form you can see two figures with a ghostly hue. Um, with both a, a, a blue coloring. One is a beautiful woman in her late 30s with flowing gold hair, blue eyes, wearing a steel you recognize all too well, with a sheathed sword. The second, a very strong-looking male in his late 30s with a strong jawline, brown hair, wearing the same armor as the woman, with similar sword as well. However, on both of these figures, you notice that their throats are both slit. Oh, God. Aurora, you see a half-elven little girl standing in the middle of the room, golden blonde hair, brown eyes, no older than eight years of age, wearing a worn bracelet made of old sticks and clouded gems, and her inner hand with the bracelet, she holds a bloodied knife, and she has a large chest wound that looks like a... In a and she's wearing a, a small silk dress. And for Delilah, you see a human man in his 50s standing in the middle of the room wearing what seems to be white robes that you know all too well, hair that is shagging, looks like he's beginning to bald with a weathered face. Both of his hands are empty, and he looks like he belongs in a clergy. All three of these, all three of these images begin to stare at you. With that being said... What would you guys like to do, each of you? Okay, so for like first things first, like um, at, as soon as I kind of noticed that the other two weren't by me, I kind of like where they were. I kind of just like sweep my hand, almost as if to be like, you know, are they actually invisible or like? Uh, they're no. pretty far away from you. Like they're like you're like, you just entered the, like this like giant. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about um when you initially like like I didn't want to interrupt you, but like when you initially uh kind of um said that we noticed the other two weren't with us as in like we were by ourselves mm -hmm. i kind of like my first reaction is i'm like lyris has actually turned like the first thing he's looking at where um laura and delilah were and is kind of like skirting my hand over that sort of space as if to be like like they were here a second ago 
um, and just kind of like almost confirming it's not just my eyes, they aren't here. Um, I then I then turn center uh, towards the the two figures and kind of just stare for a moment and um give me a second damn i thought i was on something uh no so um <laughs> i know as, as i as i stare at these figures um you know, although I am alone in the room, anyone, if anyone was to kind of, you know, see Laris's face, it would be one of kind of almost childish, uh, like almost like a childish horror. You know, imagine, imagine a, a child's face um, in despair. Um, you know, Laris, for, for, for just a moment, um, appears to be... Uh, yeah, kind of completely childlike and, and in fear. And after a couple of moments of this, uh, Lyris kind of looks down and kind of says to himself, this isn't real. This isn't real. Then looks up kind of with his eyes towards the figures, gets his hammer and just lobs it directly at one of the figures. All right. So, at while well, Wires does that, uh, what do the other two of you do? Whichever one wants to go first, go ahead. Uh, Rhea, do you want to go first? I don't mind. Um, if it's okay, I would like to go last. Okay, that's good. All right. <laughs> um. Well, Alora is actually gonna do the probably the exact opposite of, uh. Lyris because <laughs> well um so Laura's just gonna stand there for like just a few seconds and she bursts into tears of I don't even know what emotion to call it uh she's kind of in so much shock she doesn't even think about the danger of whatever the heck this could be um she just sees that figure standing there and she's gonna try and run towards it <laughs> alrighty Delilah uh, so Delilah starts to shake violently uh, and she scrunches her eyes tight uh, she puts her hands over her ears as well and she kind of she sort of crouches down uh, to the ground, still still on her feet, but um, she has her face hidden uh, and she's just muttering to herself over and over, it's not real, 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 it's not real. Soul is silent, by the way. By the way, at this point, you recognize or you realize that your teddy bear is not in your hands. What you speak, oh, it's on, it's like in your bag now. You have, you have basically have to get it back out. You like you can see, you can feel that it went from your hands into your bag. Okay. Uh. Well. Yeah. Delilah still is. Um. You know. She's. She. Her hands are now like around her knees. Basically, her face buried into her knees, and uh, she very much looks like she's a very young child at this point. Um. Very very afraid and 
trying, trying to uh, to make sense of everything. All right. So at this point, we will snap back to Lyris's perspective. And so, Lyris, um, I want you to roll the hit with your hammer. Twelve. You hit. So, go ahead and roll damage. Which one were you aiming for? Uh, the male figure. Okay. Seven bludgeoning. Oh, wow, okay. <laughs> okay, so... At that point, you see that... You say to yourself, it's not real. You throw the hammer, and it hits the male basically on the face. And in the and when it hits him in the face, he like he, it hits him, and you can see that the hammer kind of like bounced off, indicating that they could be can be hit by physical objects. And you kind of like look towards you. And you could say, the one woman says, How dare you hit your father? Uh-oh, spaghetti-o. And they're both going to charge at you. And so, if you don't mind, Lyris, do you mind rolling for, like, roll for, um... Initiative, yeah, initiative. Ten. All right, all righty. So, um, I'll go get the board real quick. Um, we'll come back to everybody else's perspective, but this can be interesting, balancing this. I'll be right back. All right, so the ghost rolled an initiative of eight. So, Charlie, you're going to go ahead and go first. Um, so just to be clear, I'm the blue dice, and is the red dice the male figure? The thing in front of you. The thi both of them. Both oh. of them are. Oh, both of them uh, are. Both of them are, are represented by that. Oh, okay, no worries. Um, okay. Um, seeing that my... Well, seeing that my hammer hit him... Um, and what did he say to me again? Um... Oh, no, it was the, it was, right, it was... the woman, the woman fi figure said, How dare you hit your father like that? I kind of again I I kind of look up right hand uh at th at this point I I have my kind of shield in my left hand my right hand on my sword which is currently sheathed to my, to my left hand side and just go kind of look at them my face kind of like you know my whole head's slightly shaking my face kind of starting to to show that, you know, almost like Lyris has had enough of this. Like, he's had enough of these games. And he just goes, how dare you even mimic her? And just uh, char charge forward. And this time, I my first attack, I'm going to um, swing diagonally down, like, from the right um, with one hand uh, going, essentially, for the kind of, like, the neck area of the, uh, the female entity. I'm not even going to call her my mother. Oh. Female entity. All right, yeah, go ahead and roll for roll for damage. This is one roll to hit. This is one-handed. I roll a twelve. That hits. Uh, and damage-wise, so seven slashing. All right. Um. So you go and you slash the woman, and you slash the woman um across, and you said the neck, right? Yeah, kind of like the the you know, the neck shoulder area. And uh, you said that was how much damage? Sorry, seven slashing. Okay, thank you. You 
you uh so yeah you went you managed to land a hit and they're already sort on the, on the throat um so you manage and go and you swing again and you just open the, the wound again it, it was kind of like dried basically but yeah you, you you go and you do even more damage in that one and that was one specific spot so it's going to be the go ahead and be their turn um they are going um they are both simultaneously going to um they're going to hit you with their um their swords and this is going to count as one attack so i'll go ahead and roll the hit that is a eight that would be a miss 18 as mom across yeah so they so they go and they go swing at the same time they both swing like yelling viciously at you and they swing but you manage to dodge out of the way you know better um it's your turn again um does the uh do, do either of them look injured considering one's taken seven well actually they've both taken seven damage at this point do either of them look injured at all even like they've taken does it look like they've even taken damage yes they have to, they have they do look more injured than they were when you got here um i i kind of like hold my shield in front of me and like uh, with my sword again to kind of for, I can't remember the last time I described it but um, uh, my shield is described it's quite a long body shield but it's kind of got like a little cutout uh, if you were holding it with your left for those that like really want descriptive if you were holding the shield of your left arm um, there's a cutout on the right hand side so that like you know if you had a spear or something be there so as I'm holding the shield like that I've got the sword kind of like almost where the end of my sword is through there almost like you were Imagine how you do is like a snooker cue through your hand, like that, but with the sword, as if I'm about to attack again. And I just say, whatever you are, stop this act, lose that form, and show your true self. All right. So go ahead and roll to hit. I'm not even rolling to hit. That is my turn. I, I have, oh, I'd, right. be, I'd, be, I'd be happy to roll a um, uh, either performance or intimidation or whatever check you want in terms of what I say, but that's my turn is that... Uh, yeah, I'll say check. So go ahead and roll an intimidation check. Fourteen. All right. So they look at you. They will both look at you, and they say, "How dare you betray the Legion, you coward!" And so one of the, and one of them is going. Um, the mother and father are both going to swing again. This one's going to be a multi-attack, so they're going to try and hit you twice. That's fine. First attack is a... 18. Okay. Um, so that is going to be... So does 18 hit? Uh, 18 is Mama class, so that would be hit, yeah. Okay, and then the second one is a another 18. So okay. that's good. So they roll one of these... Um, they they do around ten points of piercing damage to you between them, yeah, yeah. Both so both the multi attack oh. do um that much damage, yeah. So with that being said, it's your turn once more. So I kind of like, uh, kind of, kind of holding my side a little bit from the from the hit. I kind of casually put my shield on my back and uh, move my second hand onto my longsword 
and as I say, I kind of like coughing up a little bit of blood, but kind of letting out a bit of a... <laughs> I knew it. You could never even be them. Couldn't even... You couldn't even hold the performance for just a little while. It'll bring me pleasure removing you from th this darkness and bring you to the light. And as I say that, I'm just going to... Considering they're in close proximity and it's a longsword and two-handed, can I make a kind of a slash attack to try and slice them both from the middle? Yeah, by all means, go ahead. Um, so this will be rolling with two hands. Uh, 12 again. Uh, 12 does hit again. 12 slashing. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So you do nice. that and you, and you manage, and you manage to hit them both. You, you, you pierce their armor and you see that what would have been shards escaping regular armor, their armor kind of like breaks off and it seems to kind of splinter if it was like with its fragility of their armor is, is what, what the steel fist legion armor, you know, is used to. So, you know, you can see it start to see that the armor has flaws as well. So it's their turn again. Oh, damn, they're they're going to go, they're gonna go ahead and natural one so they don't they don't hit so they go they go and swing for you you once again you you know better you go and you they swing you know at this point you're starting to recognize how they fight you've been trained to notice how people fight you've seen this before their their, their style is sloppy hey. um your turn again lears um i could be uninteresting and just slash them again but no um i use my bonus kind of action I, I to, sh uh, well, I'm going to say the word shove, but what I'm actually going to do is I'm going to kind of use all of my weight uh, to kick with my left leg uh, straight into the injured chest of uh, the male entity. Um, uh, yeah, straight into the chest of the male entity uh, to attempt to push him back. Okay, so you, you managed to do so. I, I believe that is a are you okay with that even if it counts as an action or do you want to rethink what you're going to do that would have been my that i would have wanted that to have been a bonus action because i was then going to make an attack on i because yeah. my assumption like the way i imagine it in my head is if i've if i've kind of like stepped forward into the kick he i, I would have expected him to have been shoved back and i was expecting to kind of be literally standing right next to the female entity uh pretty much close range and i was going to make a, a, a light attack on her yeah, so so you can you push the the male the um the male figure over and the female figure you can go and make a slashing attack. I'll count that as a bonus action. Okay. Um. And I'm going to uh so turn to her, and I'm gonna pull out um. Oh, have I not added this to my thing yet? Oh no. Okay, I have. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to yeah uh turn to her, and say. If you were truly who you say you were. And I kind of say this in a jokingly way as if like, I know this is true. Uh, so I know they, they, they I, I now know they aren't who they say they are. I was like, if you really were who you say you were, you'd recognize this. And like, basically what I'm doing at this point is I'm holding up uh, one of the Legion daggers. Um, oh, wait, hold on a second. Oh, have I just fudged this up? One second, I want to double check. I'm, I'm gonna have to ask you if 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 I fudged up, then I fudged up. Um, but I was gonna cast um, 
and again this this is oh yeah because i've already used my bonus action um because i was going to cast divine smite onto the dagger um to do uh bonus damage yeah no you can't sorry that's fine in which case i'm still gonna i'm still gonna do what my original planet way and i'm going to uh attempt to stab her in the neck with uh, one of the legion daggers yeah so go ahead and um roll a hit um with the dagger second so i've i've got written down here that it was 2d4 plus 2 so i'm gonna actually i'm gonna have to actually roll dice because i haven't got it added to my weapons uh yeah so for yes yeah, so what you can do so the the dagger itself i believe was a plus four to hit sorry so well I, i've got written down here 2d4 plus two was that the damage that's for damage that's for damage so oh, if okay you, hit, you can so, so you just roll just, just add a plus four to your dice roll so sorry what am i doing am i rolling a d20 or am i rolling it um so yeah, D twenty, and then I assume you're proficient with like like daggers yes, and like yeah. what. Oh, my proficiency is only two. So, yeah, so plus two, and then plus the daggers bonus, so plus two. Okay, so well, I got I got nine, I got a seven, I got a seventeen anyway in my actual dice roll. So yeah, so, with proficiency, so that's so gonna that be hit. above twenty. Yeah, so that hit. So go ahead and roll for damage. Now you can roll two D four plus two. Uh, eight. All right. Yeah. So with that. You go and you stab the, um, this ethereal, like kind of woman, in the neck, and you can see that the the form that this this figure was taking it sort of breaks, and as you do this, the the um the glow that they had kind of goes out, and they're like everything kind of goes dull, and then you can see that. Um, the male figure body disappears and the female body disappears and you can see what falls to the ground and what 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 like actually was in your at the end of your blade and what's in its neck is a is what you recognize to be actually can you roll it's it seems to be a monster's figure in some sort of cloaked um in some sort of cloak uh, with a hood covering over its face um if you don't mind can you roll a i don't even know what how do you identify a monster um just roll a investigation check for me well, maybe a history check um, this is more of the lines of investigation, like you were okay, saying what it looks fine. like, or, or no, or ins or insight, actually insight. Okay, ignore that role then. So insight is seventeen. Okay, so you recognize this character to be an oni. They are re they are specialized in impersonating other creatures. In this case, they they impersonate your parents by using one of their magical abilities. And you can see that this oni, after doing its, after trying to pull off its intimidation to lure you into its trap, it kind of falls to the ground and starts bleeding it on the ground. Is it now. is it dead? Yep. Okay, cool. Um, that's that's where we're gonna leave Lyris. So that brings us now to um Delilah or Laura. Which one? Which one of you would have to go first? I hate that. Um, I well, <laughs> if um if Millie has uh hiccups, then I'll go first. Alrighty. <laughs> All right, so in front of you, you see, you see the um the figure I described the the cleric, what seems to be a sort of a someone belongs belonging to the clergy in in their fifties, male. So, as this, what would you like to do at this point? Um. Okay. So uh, Delilah is currently well, she's crouching, obviously. Um trying to block out the the very bright light in front of her um whatever kind of sound is coming through she wants to 
basically she wants to imagine that she's not in this situation whatsoever she wants to be anywhere but here um is there some kind of like maybe an arcana check or, an, or a perception check or something that i can do on this thing when delilah does eventually peel her peel her hands away from her eyes to to look at the figure in front of her you can make an arcana check since this relates to some sort of magic uh, i got a 23. yeah so you reckon you recognize this as some sort of illusionatory magic and but you don't know if something is playing with your mind or you don't know if that's like some something else you think it you think it's coming from another source but you don't know what the other source could be okay uh so when delilah realizes this um she shakily gets to her feet uh and she says you're not real i left you behind you're not here you're not real the fig the figure says how dare you disgrace our god and so um what would you have to do at this point uh she shakes her head uh can you roll initiative for me actually sorry can you roll can you, sorry i interrupt but can you roll initiative as well just on the side yeah, as well sure um oh i got a five <laughs> okay so you could go ahead and continue uh, yeah, so she, she shakes her head uh, vehemently and uh, uh, she says, she is not my god. She is a means to an end. I will not worship her like you will. And with that being said, he's actually going to, he's going to say, you disgrace. Oh, and, he's gonna, and he is going to um, do something that you've never seen him do. He's actually going to, let's see. He is going oh, He's going to cast Flaming Hands on you. Oh, bollocks. Or Burning Hands, sorry. My bad. That's um, not very let good. Up, let me just pull up the page for it so I can use the spell. Mm -hmm. This could prove to be an issue, <laughs> as I could die. <laughs> and so he is going to do, um, go ahead and make a dexterity saving throw, if you don't mind. Uh, yes. He's gonna. He's even oh, closer oh, to you. Oh God! Uh, can I get advantage with that? <laughs> no, no. I got. I got a three, unfortunately. Yeah. So he's gonna go ahead and carry on with burning hands, which is which is going to be. This. Oh shit, I'm gonna die. Eight points of, of burning damage. Oh fire damage. shit. Okay. And as you so you as you do that, you say after you say that, he says you disgrace, and as you see his, his hands start to glow, glow with a, a flame that you recognize from Alora, honestly, with from her specialization in fire. Um and you see that the cone of flight burning hands starts to overwhelm you and starts to char char you and your clothes as well. And you do eight points. Eight points of damage. So okay. it's now your turn. Uh, okay. Well, Delilah um, tries to she tries to pat out the flames on her um, frightfully, uh, but she is very very angry uh, that something because she recognizes this as an illusion. She knows that it is this person is not truly here, um, and she yells out. Uh, she yells out angrily, "I will no longer be your pawn." And she casts Hellish Rebuke. 
Yes, uh, it's actually this is my first time casting this spell. Um, so for the purposes of the podcast, um, you point your finger and the creature that damaged you is momentarily surrounded by hellish flames. The creature must take a dexterity saving throw. It takes 2d10 fire damage on a failed save or half as much on a successful one. Okay, so um, that's your, I think I believe that's a reaction. So you could you could actually use that as part of your as part of him attacking you. So you actually still, after this, you still have an action because I'll allow, allow oh. you to do oh, this last yes. Yes, a reaction. Yeah, sorry. I didn't I didn't see that it said um, a reaction. I'm sorry. I was just looking at it and thinking, yeah, I could do that for my turn. Sorry. All right, Might but what's, be. So what's what's the dex um, requirement um, to, pa- to pass it? It doesn't say. It just says a dexterity saving throw. It just right, says so a dexterity t- um, saving I'll throw. Hellish rebuke. Um... When you tell me, um, I will edit it and I will um, I'll put okay, it in there um, to say what the sa- saving throw should be. One second. In the meantime, a word from our sponsor, Ray yeah, Shadow so Legends. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so the DC to resist your spells is actually eight plus your spell casting ability modifier, whatever that number is. Uh, as you, in my spell attack bonus? Yes. Uh, oh, wait, wait, no, 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 sorry. I, I think sp- so, your spell casting ability modifier, that's, that's its name. So, Rhea, um, so Rhea, yours is charisma, so your spell casting oh. ability is charisma, so whatever your, um, modifier is for charisma, um, so, three, so it's eight plus three, so it'd be eleven. Plus your proficiency bonus, so plus two, so thirteen. Yep. And then, pl- and plus any other special modifiers, which are none, so he has to get higher than thirteen. Oh, that's gonna be well easy, in it? Fuck. Oh, and it's, a, it's a dex. It, it's a dexterity check. Let me just dexterity save. Yes. Dexterity uh, okay, save. so it needs to be over thirteen. You say. I'm just gonna add that to my thing now, just for future reference. Don't forget that will change right. as you level up. That will change as your, your proficiency bonus will go up. Yeah. So it will be higher than that. All right. So that's a twenty-one. Oof. That's so a dexterity and, save. Yeah. So he saves. So roll um two d ten and then take half of it. Uh, sorry, I'm just, uh, it's came to a 10, so it'd be a five. All right. Yeah. So five points of damage. All get all damage is good damage. So I rolled a fucking nat one with that. That's so annoying. You could see as, as, as you do that, you kind of use like you do use hellish rebuke and you can see that he kind of spurts out blood after he does burning hands and he kind of coughs up some blood and it kind of lands lands on the floor. Mm -hmm. He says, you bastard. Um, can I say yeah. fuck you? Yeah, you can totally say that. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> it's his turn again. He's going to actually charge you. Wait, 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 wait. That was, my, that was my reaction, wasn't it? Oh yeah, that so, was reaction. My yeah. bad. Yes, yes, yes. It was That's your okay. turn. Um, so I am going to cast. <laughs> I'm going to cast Eldritch Blast. Lull. Uh, which uh, it was. What, what do I cast to hit again? I've completely forgotten. It was, was one it ten. Or... It was one. It was 1d20 plus your uh, proficiency, wasn't it? Is it 1d20 So yeah, d20 hit? plus your spell cast, like the, the spell bonus. Okay, so uh, I got a 13. So then plus your uh, charisma base. modifier. Uh, oh wait, no, spell, okay, sorry, spell attack bonus. Three. That's do, five. Do you have a spell so attack bonus? My spell bonus? attack bonus is five, yeah. So you, sh- yeah, so you should have a total of... Use your spell attack bonus. It is like 
includes your dexterity bonus. Uh, I cannot uh, confirm that I'm rolled 20. It just says spell attack bonus it, it, for her is 5. Uh, and actually rolled a fit 13, so that'd be 18. Okay, one second. Because how have we been casting it before? Because I knew that I had to add my spell attack bonus to something so, okay, else. Okay, so spell casting which ability. might have been my charisma. So, so a spell attack equals your spell casting ability modifier plus your proficiency bonus plus your roll. Okay, so... so plus two plus the proficiency uh, or the the um, spellcasting ability modifier and then plus your dice roll. Okay, so it would be 19 then. Okay, yeah, so you hit. So go ahead and roll for damage. Uh, that is a 1d10. Uh, I got a 4. All good. All right, so you see as you cast that, he... He looks up and he gets blasted with eldritch energy after he coughs up his blood and he gets launched back on, yeah, the, he, fuck he, on his on his back. All right, now it's his turn once more. He's going to charge at you and he's gonna, he's going to spend half his movement to get up and he's oh, going to run run up to you and he's going he's going to try and stab you with his dagger. No. That is a. Eighteen. Shit, that hits. <laughs> that definitely All right. hits. All right. So he he does four damage. Oh, okay. <laughs> Alrighty. So, um, Reaction. yeah, it's your turn. It's it's your turn. Uh, right. Well, um, I oh, I probably should have done. Hellish Rebuke again, sorry. I mean, can you, is it a cantrip, so you can just keep doing it? Uh, no, so it's a, uh, it's a level one spell. Um, I do still have one other slot remaining for it, though, so... You see, you could uh, do it if you want to. Yeah, I'm just looking at my other spells to see if I want to cast any of those later, but I don't think I do. Uh, you know what, I will actually cast Hellish Rebuke as another, um, reaction, if that's okay. Yep. Um, so once again, that is a dexterity saving throw of 13 or more. I, I think it's, yeah. Yeah, I'm assuming you have to get okay. 13 bang on or more. Sounds good. Eight. Okay, so he, uh, he yeah. fails, so 2d10. 2d10. Uh, I got a 14. Oh my. <laughs> Holy damn, okay. That uh, was a six and an eight. Yeah, Maria, okay. All right, then I, go on then. Delilah is pissed at this point. She is so mad that something would even dare to assume this figure, this person. To so, her, what's, the, she is... what's the total you've done? So, from the first attack, it's. Sorry to interrupt again, but That's if okay. he did. You. Like, how much damage did, did, did you do first. the first turn? So, no, I did a five first because it halved it because you yeah. got oh, yeah. the dexterity saving throw. So, I did a right. five. Uh, and then I did a four, and now I've done a fourteen. So twenty-three. All right, I, I'm making sure my math is right. All right, cool. So um, you still have an attack left because that was your reaction. So you, oh, you, so you you can take an action again. So you can oh, attack shit. him. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, then I will cast Eldritch Blast. Um, and I would like to mention as well uh, that with the pure fucking rage that is coursing through Delilah. Um, Normally, her eyes glow purple 
whenever she casts something. Uh, however, this time from the uh, the emotion and the hatred that's coursing through her, uh, her lips turn pure black and the veins mm. that go through her throat up into her face start to uh they start to darken and darken until they're pure black like a a weird kind of translucent leech almost that's traveling up her throat uh yeah she is she's mad she's mad so yeah we're gonna cast eldritch blast again so do you <laughs> from your ability you know how you know how you could cast up to like 300 feet basically mm-hmm. remember how you said that so does that stop you from getting disadvantage up close or do you still have disadvantage when you shoot from from uh, melee um, range. So it doesn't mention anything about disadvantage, and I believe that we have actually addressed this before. I don't think I had disadvantage because it hasn't been mentioned within the spell. But if you want to enforce that, then like, yeah, that's that's fine. Well, just because just yeah, just because disadvantage because usually when you spell attack within like that's a that's a range attack from melee range, you get a disadvantage. So. Mm-hmm. Uh well so, I just I just did my D twenty, which was me rolling to hit with Eldritch Blast and I got seventeen. Oh and what's the other number? Oh uh so oh shit. Yeah, with the with the attack bonus, it is going to be twenty-two or twenty-three, one of those, I can't remember. And so what so your numbers are seventeen and What's the other one? So seventeen was my uh, my base roll to hit with the d twenty, um, and then with my spell attack bonus and my uh, proficiency modifier, yeah, it is twenty two. Do you mind doing the same thing again? Sorry, twenty four. Okay. All right. So you have disadvantage. You have disadvantage. So if you don't mind rolling for me again, and if it's uh, lower, then we then we'll take that number. Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, well, shit! I got a fucking eight. All right, but go ahead and uh, add up your your sucks. bonuses. Um. Okay. So yeah, that will be eight plus uh another eight. So that's sixteen. Yeah, you still hit. So go ahead and roll for damage. Oh, shit. Okay. Cool. Uh, I got another four. <laughs> another four. Another four. Yeah. So you you hit him with Eldritch Blast, and as you say that. As the anger is kind of coursing through your veins, you say, "Yeah." So, what do you? How would you want to finish him? <gasps> okay, so finish him. Uh, yeah. So the um the the black veins uh, are pulsing uh, within my body, and they the veins are starting to stretch down to my hands as well. Uh, even my nails have gone black at this point. My eyes are a a very uh, glowing bright, but also somewhat dark kind of purple not it's very different to the fluorescent purple that it it was when we started the campaign it's it's progressively gotten darker and darker um and as she casts eldritch blast she doesn't bother to use her arcane focus she drops it she drops her her staff on the floor in fact uh and she places her hand right in front of her palm out uh and the lightning the eldritch blast itself uh forms from her palm and she doesn't even say a word it just goes straight in uh it just shoots straight lightning over towards uh, her enemy as you do that the beam of eldritch energy tears through his chest and he gets launched backwards and you can see that this um the illusion starts to lose its form and it what now it's sitting on to be is is a oni with a cloak covering his head is is head and he has like a a hole burned through his chest with eldritch energy. 
Good. Now, Aurora, are you ready? Our bunny, are you ready for up for the challenge? No. You're up next. I don't know what I put in the group chat. <laughs> I'm hearing you like speak to Charlie and Rhea right now, and I'm thinking about who's in my room, and I'm thinking, okay, what could I possibly do here that fits with her character? <laughs> yeah. So, oh. what, what, would you, what would you like to go ahead and do? You said last time you were kind of crying uh, to yourself. Basically, you got on your knees and started crying for this for this little girl with a dagger. Oh no. <laughs> okay. Um. Brain, brain, brain. Okay, like I said, because of who, the character who it is, Alora is not thinking straight at all. She grabs like the bracelet on her wrist, uh, which matches the bracelet on the child, um, and she basically just walks toward, um, walks towards the child and shouts. Ev she goes, "Evelyn, is that you?" And uh, yeah, she walks towards uh, Evelyn. And so, the the child like after you say that it goes quiet for for uh, continues to be quiet, and then after that it says, "You let me." I didn't hear what the child said because your mic cut out. <laughs> <laughs> oh damn! It. Damn it! You let me die. Oh shit! I I said that like more. Like less, a more like little girl voice, but it didn't pick up. So it's okay. It's okay. It, def it definitely went through this time. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Should have prepared for this. Um. Getting out the tissues. I should have prepared for this. I'm actually not going to welling up. <laughs> um. Uh, Laura, with even more tears, she's uh, she's just bawling at this point. She's um, I'm so sorry. I I didn't. I didn't have a choice. I, I didn't mean for you to get killed. I swore all my life that I was going to protect you as much as I could, but my father, he's so evil. And she continues to walk towards Evelyn. How close, how close do you want to get, like, right up right up in her face? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's... Yeah, it's my dead sister. Roll for roll issue real quick. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, ba, 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 ba. Um, 17. 14, so you, you still, you're still ahead of her if you want to do something. Oh, um, this is going to sound really dumb, and I know I should probably attack her, because everyone else is attacked, but because... No, no, it's what your character would do, not what you would <laughs> yeah, do. Yeah, exactly, because it's Alora's dead sister, uh, she's just going to try and, like, reach out to her. Um, kind of like go to touch her, um, kind of ignoring the fact that she's got a stab wound in her chest because you know she's looking at her sister. Uh, seeing this, you, you put your you put your arm on her shoulder, and you notice that the you're able to actually like take hold of her and that her form is sort of on this on this plane at least for now, and you can you're able to hold onto her shoulder, and. She doesn't say anything after that. Is there anything else you wanted to do on your turn? Uh, no. All right. Oh man. Okay. She's 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 gonna go for a stab. Oh fuck. With her with her, with her knife. 
she misses. She so, misses. Yeah, so yeah, so she goes to stab you, and do you want her to miss, or do you want her to grab her arm to stop her? I'm giving you the choice. Are you... I wanted to miss. <laughs> yeah, so so it she um she go she goes to attack and then as you're walking over and going to put her arm on her shoulder, she she goes to swipe you and she swipes downwards as if to as if to cut you. So before your arm can go co touch her on her shoulder, you can um she swipes down and indicates that don't come any closer, basically. Fuck. Okay, well uh kind of a sudden like shock kind of uh hits Laura. And she kind of snaps out of the. She kind of felt like she was under some sort of like spell or something. Like she's, she was so, like happy to see her sister. Um, but you know, ever since that happened, she's kind of snapped back into reality. And she, uh, kind of says to herself, "This is this isn't real. This isn't real." And uh, yeah. <laughs> awesome. So. <laughs> Um, that was her turn, so if you, you're up you're up on the pitch, so what do you want to do? I guess I could go to... Sadly, I really don't want to do this because it's so sad, but I guess I could go and try to attack her with my dagger. Yeah. Oh, I don't uh, want to! <laughs> Alright, go ahead. Roll the hit. Okay. Oh. Oh, 20. <laughs> Nice. Alright, yeah, so you hit, so go ahead and roll roll for damage. Um three. <laughs> like the most powerful <laughs> attack ever. Dink. I mean, yeah, I mean well Alora is very uh, like when she's attacking, she says to she says to Evelyn, like, I'm really sorry, I don't want to have to do this, but I know you're not real and goes to yeah, yeah. So you go <laughs> and you jab you jab the knife into like above right below her shoulder and she kind of she's i mean i would but i i can't so um she screams out in pain and you recognize and it's, it, it hurts it hurts your ears because of what you swore long ago and it start it's it hurts you and it kind of hurts yourself as well it just, it just hurts to hear overall um yeah that's three that's three points of damage yeah, Aurora's just kind of screaming, like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, like, uh, kind of reliving uh, the experience of when she watched uh, the priests murder her younger sibling in front of her. If, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, at this point, I think that, or not, I don't think, Lyris because of your divine sense and your sense that something was off you hear faintly the scream of the girl when Alora basically stabbed her is it this is at this point that you hear a voice this voice isn't like anything you've heard before it sounds very divine, and any, everything you've heard up to this point has never been experienced like this, but she says, do you want to help her? 
and I kind of just like look up because for some reason that's my first reaction is well clearly it's something or, or holy um i mean do i get a, a do i get a a sense of you know in, you, like you said you, i've never heard anything like this before do, do i get a sense of like kindness or, or light or anything from her voice or not really it, it gives you it gives you sort of warmth in your chest basically okay um it, it gives you a sense that something like like it's like um having a nice cup of tea by the fire it's nice and cozy feeling then in which case uh yes i, I look up and go if if it's uh if that was a laura then yes bring me to her all right roll initiative and da da foul joins the battle 14. all righty so you go and so you're on the pitch since you just joined and so aurora as you retract your blade basically you can see behind you can you can see behind you the where you sorry you can hear it the footsteps of Lyris kind of approaching out of nowhere. Um. Uh. uh I mean, Dolores <laughs> kind of just sobbing. Um. She. I. I don't know. She just looks at Lyris and. I have my brain. I'm not ready for this. <laughs> and that's what your character would be like, you know. They're just, just generally just upset, looking at me. Yeah, she just turns around. Um, I and guess this, the, the image, the image as well, shocks you, shocks you, like you have never seen, like you thought your image was bad, but this is like a little kid. Um, so I'm kind of like, you know, for a split second, I am going to kind of like, you know, Lyris. He's not like he's used to being teleported or whatever. Like, you know, it's, it's still surprising for him to just suddenly be people there where there wasn't um so he's kind of kind of brush himself off for a second um and kind of because th these th these figures were always like blue weren't they they weren't like exact like you know they weren't like lifelike were they they were always kind of like no they're they're kind of transparent but they have yeah, a, yeah they have like a, uh, a um a, a blue hue to them to give them detail yeah. cool so yeah so i i obviously i recognize that even though yeah quite disturbing seeing what is basically a child um i shout to Laura. Laura, get back from that thing. It's not what you think. And I draw, I draw my, is it technically my turn or am I just talking through what I'm saying? It's your turn. So go ahead and you can okay, say well, what you want and so, then you can do your action. Yeah. I literally shout at Laura. I'm not going to shout. Otherwise the, you guys, your poor earphones, but I'm going to shout at Laura. Laura, get back. It's not what you think. Um, it, it's, it's not them. It's not who you think. And, uh, I'm going to lift up my sword. Um, uh in two hands and i'm going to cast uh divine smite onto my uh sword uh it is a uh bonus uh action uh that well i'm going to cast divine smite but it still requires actually oh i think actually i actually i think i do that as i hit correct, correct me from wrong dry bone so I'm no, gonna... you can do you can do beforehand I mean, should I do it beforehand? or can i i guess you can't do it when you're swinging like you won't know until you hit until you hit so yeah i can't no, you, you gotta do yeah, yes. So I cast Divine Smite. Um, uh, kind of, I, I say, uh, I mutter some words under my uh, under my breath, and the the sword kind of begins to kind of illuminate um, with kind of just warm light. Uh, I charge to the uh, towards um, uh, Alora and the child, and so that I don't hit um, Alora. I simply just slash straight down at this uh, this entity. All right. Oh, roll, roll the hit. 
16. <laughs> that hits. Roll damage. Add the global modifier. 9 radiant, 13 slashing. So, total of 22. Okay. Before yeah. you shoot, before you say that she killed So, with one oh, fell God. swoop, you cleave into the image, and the image isn't able to hold its form. And what starts as a girl screaming and kind of starts to fade and gets more distorted and gets kind of lower pitched and then turns into the creature that you recognize as the Oni, um, Lyris. And you kind of, your, your sword is basically stuck in it. And you realize that you're basically stabbing at its heart. You went from shoulder to, to heart, basically. You cleave through, like, basically through him. I kind of, as, as I realized that I've done that, I kind of actually let go of my sword so that the entity will just fall to the ground and, like, my sword is in it. And my first reaction, the second I've let go of the sword, is I simply just grab Alora, kind of, like, in a hug motion, turn her, turn her around. Uh, cause it, were, you, were, you on the, were you, like, on the floor, or were you standing up? I was right in front of her, basically. Standing up, or were you like on like had you like taken a knee or anything? I wasn't sure. Um, I was standing up at that point, yeah, because I stabbed her. Okay, yeah. So I'm literally like, <clears throat> as I kind of like let go of my um sword, I kind of let that go with the entity. I kind of obviously visibly seeing that Laura's upset. I kind of literally instantly just grab her, turn around, and just kind of like pull her into my chest a little bit, and just say, "It wasn't real. It wasn't real. It wasn't her." Um, Alora is just sobbing uh, into uh, Lyris, like just basically screaming like Evelyn and just crying, like sobbing. Because <laughs> um, oh. even though it wasn't real, uh, seeing. It doesn't hurt anyways. Yeah, seeing what was her sister um, right in front of her sister that she promised that she would save no matter what. Uh, it really brought back her traumatic memories of watching her being stabbed to death in front of her <laughs> and it kind of being uh Alora's fault so yeah she's very very sad <laughs> it's kind of whew. i just yeah i just i just keep ho- i just <laughs> i just keep holding uh holding Alora for now and i'm kind of like you know i'm a bit out of breath from all the running around and slashing and stuff and i'm kind of just also looking around the room almost kind of like thinking like fuck what what could come next now after that um you guys look around and uh delilah you look around around the room and you see your friends and you see um awara crying and you see Lyris basically comforting her in the center of the room next to a dead body similar to the one that you created basically do i um considering how much time has passed since i killed my own image compared to lyra's killing alora's five minutes five minutes maybe ten okay uh all right then so my my uh all of the uh changes to my appearance have definitely um have disappeared now so i uh i i appear like i normally would an, an ordinary human girl um and i walk over to them with a uh a very stoic expression on my face and I say, we need to get out of here now. I kind of like, as, as I see the, uh, Delilah walking towards me, I kind of go, oh, thank God. You, you survived too. Are you okay? Are you unharmed? We need to get out of here now. Agreed. Let's find an exit. 
as you guys say that there is a a door like sort of like doorway that kind of opens up on the other side of the room over towards over like here if, if you can see that on the, the camera um it's like on the far side of the room basically in front of you guys where you guys were facing um also kind and of you see a doorway kind of appears as i also see um uh delilah i, I kind of say to uh, i well i'm guessing i would notice that delilah is injured Yes. That is that fair to say? Yeah. I mean, my my clothes are definitely yes. singed, and I'll probably have like soot marks or something on my face. And I'll I'll pro uh, I mean, I'll say I I kind of limped over as well, not like with a, a huge noticeable limp. Um, but uh, yeah, I, as I walked over, it was like it was clear that I was in pain. All right. So kind of, uh, I'm assuming you're like next to us now. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I've still got one arm around Alora. I'm still kind of like comforting her. Um, and I I hold out my hand. Uh towards you and kind of i begin casting lay on hands and you kind of you see a, like a light glow of uh, of light from my hand clearly showing that you know this this is this is to make you feel better um but allow but i kind of allow you to do the rest i kind of just put my hand out towards you um so after everything that delilah has just gone through um considering that it was her sister who put her in this place um, and the identity of the illusion that was presented to her. Um, Delilah now feels like her blood family is no longer her family. Uh, and as she looks at Lyris extending his hand to heal her, uh, she kind of comes to this, uh, this internal decision that she has, she's essentially found a new family. Aww. And, <laughs> and, uh, and she, she will do anything for for these people who will who would not willingly abandon her uh so she places her hand against lyris's hand with a a very soft smile it is there uh but it is a soft smile uh and she she accepts for healing i really wanted to just reply to that by like he mo he removes his hand sake no <laughs> i'd be so upset <laughs> No, um, so as, as she takes my hand, um, I do cast Lay on Hands. Um, I use my entire pool of 10 uh, points for Lay on Hands um, to uh, give her 10 hit points back. That's got me back up to full. Why, thank you. Like, on the dot. Like, as I take my hand off you, um, I see the magic just fade from my hand. I just, I, I, I know that that's all I had in me. Right, look. We've been through a lot. Let's just get out of here and assess damage at the other end. Clearly, what it, this, whatever place we are, it, it, it's some form of test. It has to be. There's no other way. Let's just go through this door and face whatever we face together. And let's get the hell out of here. So um, I'm going to go ahead and move back to my DM setup over there. So yep. I'll see, I'll see you guys over there. See you on the other side. So... Um, each of you guys are able to kind of recoup and get back to one another, heal up, that kind of thing, kind of emotionally drain yourselves. Can and... I end? Sorry, I, I should have said this before you started this thing. Um, actually, as, as part of our kind of like, yeah, get back at all good and stuff, uh, I use my, um, I use my lay on hands on Rhea. Uh, I'll cast uh, cure wounds on myself, um, which will use my last remaining spell slots. 
Um, and I'll just cast a 1d8. Six plus get my character sheet up plus my plus my but okay so um I gain nine hit points back. Was that supposed to be a d8? Oh, sorry, never mind. I'm being silly. That's okay. Yeah, so I I, I right. regain nine points. So you guys have the path ahead of you, the um, the obvious cave, the another doorway to go through of some sort. It is another kind of tunnel. From what you can tell, very dark as well. It was also hard. It was also hard for you guys to see. Um, the reason I said you guys were able to see throughout that fight is because the ghosts were, in fact, were very bright, and so it was pretty easy to hit them. Yep. So, for the humans in the in the group, that's why you're able to hit them. Mm -hmm. For the rest of so, at this point, um, what would you guys like to do? Uh, I kind of I'm gonna again I presume until until Laura tells me otherwise I'm still gonna be kind of um keeping uh Alora close because I've kind of I I've in the way I've managed it I've always got her on my left hand side um I'm going to be actually having my shield for once on my right arm and I'm going to be kind of holding it in front of me you know just in case of any traps or anything like that that's coming up like that might be in front of us um and I you know as we're as we're walking forward uh which I presume we are still walking forward I I will be I kind of you know I keep looking around me and looking back towards Delilah just you know checking she's close and you know my my I now I know there's actually danger my uh senses you know I I'm on alert basically I'm trying to keep my friends close and and you know be be ready for anything um could oh sorry you go ahead that's okay uh you go first it's a good thing. uh uh, I was just going to say, could I do? Uh, well, I mean, I can't really see anything, but I was going to say, if I could, could, is there any way for me to see if there are any torches in the kind of uh, cave that we're in? No. So right now it's actually pretty dark. Now that um, Aurora hasn't like stopped illuminating, but um, yeah, it's pretty dark right now. You were able to um, see like the vague glow of what was left over, but it's kind of died out now. So it's kind of it's pretty dark in the in the cave now. So there's no like torches, just kind of like unlit. I mean, not I'm not looking for like lit ones, but it's, like there's like, there's nothing that I can light to make. Uh, no, a light no nothing source. seems nothing seems to catch your eyes as a light source around here. It's this is a cave, kind of more of a natural cave rather than the or, than one that's been explored before. This cantrip that I have has been utterly pointless, except for one episode where I used it. <laughs> God damn it! One day. We well, yeah, have one day. Um. I mean, Alora could use a light source, but I kind of want to make it so she's like she's just completely out of it right now. That's understandable. Like, I don't know. She's literally just going to be quiet, and she's just not going to say anything. She's just in complete, like, an utter like shock mm -hmm. and uh, grief. Yeah. So you guys are going to be in have disadvantage when you have perception checks or trying to see. So, hey, but I'm sorry. That's fine. Millie can Millie can give you um like because she's the one she can actually see so she can actually tell you where like the door is. So what I'll, is... I'll, I'll oh, yeah. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I I'm I'm sorry to keep interrupting. I just wanted to know what is Saul's uh kind of eyesight like in this uh in this darkness, considering he's a he's a burb. I think he can see, right? I, I believe so. Yeah, so I mean, if not, here he 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 can he can he's able to see, or at least he's. I wouldn't say it's like night vision, but he's able to see better than you guys are. Okay, um, then in that case, uh, I I 
kind of tug uh well i put i put my hand up to the brim of my hat um and he hops onto my finger or onto my hand rather uh, and i bring him down to eye level although i can't really see him very much uh, and i say to him look for a way out he squawks and then he- and then heads kind of towards where you guys initially th- where um Aurora saw the entrance but you guys had trouble seeing so you you can follow Saul through the darkness essentially I just imagine him on your finger, like pointing with his like beak, like <laughs> turning. Yeah, it. right. Just like squawking like every few minutes or so. I don't know why, yep. but I slightly envisioned him as that freaking one annoying bird from Finding Me, Finding Dory. The fucking Becky, I think their name. Oh, is. Becky! Oh my God, no! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Paint Becky like just as a black crow. <laughs> yeah, that's what I did. <laughs> that's funny. But um, so yeah, you guys are able to follow, and like everybody's kind of everybody's pretty drained, and so you guys head through the tunnel, following Saul through, and so um, you hear Saul kind of squawk multiple times, and the while you kind of rec- you kind of interpret that as being something as if there is something ahead. Uh, well, I look behind me. Uh, I'm assuming that I'm kind of like leading the way, I suppose, because uh, I am I'm following Saul, uh, and I I call back to my companions and I say this way. Um. So when 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 all of you guys basically step into the room, you can see there is a this there is torchlight in this room. There are three torches, um, two on either side and one in, one above the center, like one above, like higher up on the wall from what you're looking at. And you can see, sitting kind of kind of lounging a little bit, honestly, you can see humorous standing or sitting <laughs> on, on basically on the on the rock at the end. And he says, "Well done. I, I believe you guys have gone through a lot. So I will leave you with this." And he says, "Just shake my hand, and you can go home. I won't stop keeping an eye on you." But you can go home. I literally, um, uh, again, I'm still holding Alora. I kind of just bonk my shield uh, in front of me, put up my, and I literally just grab his hand and shake it. Like you know, you know, like in a, you know, like in a polite handshake, you kind of put, you know, clasp hands and then shake together. Like in a clear sign of I'm not playing games. I want out. I literally just clasp and straight away just shake. Not. I literally don't even All say right. a word to him. Very well. I'll see you guys another time. And then so, and you guys all kind of like, basically your vision goes black, and then you regain your vision, and you're back in the hall of of Beatrix and Argonon, basically standing in front of them. And you guys all, all of your spell slots are regained. You take, you've taken no damage. All you guys, you guys basically were the same as as when you left. It's just all that was basically at once a vision that you guys basically all shared. And so Beatrix basically looks at all of you, and she she whispers, she mouths to you, Delilah, and she says, "I'm sorry." And that's where we're going to end tonight's session. Oh, goddammit, I was going to say I glare back at her shit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man.
that was awesome so that was that, that was our first halloween special that, that was a good one as well i really, that was really, really enjoyed fun. that that was amazing that was amazing and i wasn't expecting a single thing <laughs> <laughs> and that was actually so fun and that yeah was guys <laughs> that was a lot oh man this costume getting a bit hot not gonna lie <laughs> it's getting strip, hot strip, strip, strip. <laughs> right. I think YouTube will allow that. <laughs> eh. Podcast wouldn't YouTube know. doesn't like that. Yeah, podcast is like okay, podcasts are missing out. <laughs> you can um, hear like the soft rustling of clothing. Like, <laughs> hang on, what the fuck? Wait, hold up. <laughs> oh man, no, but that was really good, guys. Um, we'll we'll pick up as usual, you know, next time, right? And in the meantime, happy Halloween, because this will be live on Saturday. Because, um, I mean, yes, we we recorded this today as well. So happy Halloween to anyone watching. And um, happy late Halloween to anyone that watched this after the 31st of October 2020. Spoopy yeah, season. Happy, ha happy Halloween, sincerely, to everybody who watches this. Go get a bunch of candy. Um, thanks for watching our D&D podcast and prioritizing that. We really appreciate your support. <laughs> um, but once again... Love you guys so much. Have a great week and spoopy Halloween, and I will see you guys next time. Bye-bye, guys. See you. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Oh, bye. <laughs> it's time to put the big boy pants on. We gotta, we're gonna, This is a packed episode, and I'm in my Halloween costume. I am Luke Skywalker from Star Wars Episode Four. and I have a lightsaber, which it's just not turning on now, but all right, cool. Cool. All right, ready? Welcome yeah. to Dungeons and Chickens. <laughs> <laughs>